Hello and welcome to Brailcast. My name is Matthew Horsepool and this month is the second and final part of our coverage of Site Village London, which took place last November. And unfortunately, you're going to hear rather a lot of me, for which I apologise in advance. We start off by making the case for Braille in the 21st century. This was the title of a seminar which I conducted at the exhibition on behalf of the Braillists Foundation. And there's lots of information on the Brailcast website which will supplement the this seminar. I conducted it on both days and both days had some really interesting material so I have compiled a little highlights package of the two days and I'm going to bring that to you. That lasts about 10 minutes and then after that one of the things that we did as part of the seminar which I haven't brought to you as part of the highlights package because I've re-recorded it in some more detail is a demonstration of braille screen input on the iPhone. Before we get onto that though, I just want to touch on the coronavirus and the effect that that's having. I really do hope that people are staying safe and taking all necessary precautions. The interesting thing from a Braille point of view, although the CSUN conference did go ahead, um, the International Council on English Braille was supposed to be holding its General Assembly in London in May, and needless to say, that is not going ahead. You've probably heard already from other sources about that, or at least it's not going ahead in May. May. The ICEB executive and the UK Association for Accessible Formats and the Royal National Institute of Blind People have agreed to move it to October. It's now going to take place at the Google Academy in London as before, but during the week of the 19th to the 23rd of October and more information will be released in due course Uh, but I thought listeners might like to know about that. It's worth keeping an eye on any events, uh, Braille related events and just events in general that you were planning to attend in the near future because cancellations may very well be the order of the day and further information will of course be made available uh, by the event organisers as and when it is ready to be released. Um, I'm Matthew Horsepool, I'm from the Braillist Foundation. We, um, for those who don't know about Bristol Braille Technology, come and see them because they have some amazing products. But um, we did all the user testing for Bristol Braille Technology and then when Bristol Braille Technology had got a viable product and we were sort of, you know, we weren't needed anymore, we decided that actually it'd be quite nice if we were still needed. And so we set up a, a registered charity, we're in the process of doing that at the moment, just to promote Braille and to set up Braille user groups up and down the country and to provide peer support and um, a knowledge base and a one-stop shop for, for Braille and promoting <coughs> Braille and all of that sort of thing. Um, I came into this as a Braille user, obviously, in the first instance. Um, since then, I've worked at Exel Grange School for five years in Coventry as a, as a sort of all-round braille type person doing bits of transcription and bits of mentoring and teaching and um, and all of you know all of that sort of thing really so that's that's why I'm here and I'm here to make the case for braille in the 21st century which is uh, well quite a, a big objective that I've set myself so hopefully I'll be able to do it justice <laughs> some of the reasons why we, we we get told a lot of reasons why people don't learn braille and um, we get told that it's difficult to learn uh, we get told that it requires too much tactile dexterity, uh, tactile discrimination. Um, we get told that it's time-consuming and expensive to teach and time-consuming and expensive to produce and all of this sort of thing. Um, I might touch on that later on. Um, we haven't actually been told that it's not standard, but that's very interesting. Um, I'll, I'll take that back. Um, there was somebody else... Um, was saying as she came in, I'm sorry I've forgotten your name as well, um, but the, the QTVI um, yes. who wanted to take some arguments back, was that right? Did you say? Yes. So let's try and um, expand on some of the reasons why. The first one that everybody tends to bring up uh, is the literacy argument. Um, a blind person who only uses I'm going to say speech, I'm reluctant to say technology because there is braille technology. Mm. Um, but if you're only using speech and if you're never actually reading and that's important braille is reading uh, where if you're using technology it's it's not it's listening generally unless you're using braille technology so you miss out on a lot of incidental stuff like you, you can't read signposts I mean, you can't read signposts even if they're in braille but you miss out on things like spelling 
um, which Braille, if a child is reading Braille or an adult even is reading Braille, it can, it can reinforce. I had an interesting one, um, the word silhouette. I had to write the word silhouette and I've heard it spoken, never seen it written down in Braille and had no idea that it had an H in the middle of it. No, no, <laughs> and I it's, that. Yeah, yeah, it's things like that. Yeah. Grammar. Um, I, I pride myself on my writing and for a while I decided that I could just, oh, I don't need my Braille display, I'll just, I'll just write with speech. And I, yeah, I prided myself on it. And I read it back with speech and I thought, yeah, I've written up such a good document here. This is great. And then several years later, read the same document back in Braille and was absolutely horrified because there are things that just don't get mentioned. Like if you forget to capitalize an I, your speech isn't going to pronounce that any differently. So I just don't notice. Um, and if I put the wrong there, if I put T-H-E-R-E where I mean T-H-E-I-R, again, I'm not going to notice. The speech isn't going to pick that up. Um, a spelling grammar checker might pick it up, but it might not, or I might not understand what it's telling me, but I'd pick it up straight away if I was reading it in Braille. Um, you know, subtle uses of commas and semicolons. Um, so, you know, using a semicolon instead of a full stop. And also things like somebody pointed out I'm using a braille note note taker to read notes for this presentation um, you know I wouldn't it, I wouldn't be able to listen to the reactions of people in the room <coughs> if I had headphones in listening to no, spoken notes yeah. um, you know so and things like and that could be useful to anybody not just corporate people people making best man speeches at weddings yeah. you know they can have braille cue cards um, but yeah, I mean, going back to grammar, who knew, uh, as of interest, the, the blind people in the room, who knew that post office, as in the general post office, as in the post office that you go to to, to send your letters, who knew that you have to capitalise P and O in post office? I didn't until I read it, because you just think, oh, bank doesn't need a capital B, so why does post office need a capital B and a capital O? But it does. And being able to read Braille reinforces that point and it reinforces um, yes if you're reading braille on multiple lines it reinforces paragraphs and formatting it the need for page numbers I, the, the number of blind people who you find uh, they've, they've done a really nice looking word document on the computer they haven't added page numbers before the thing gets printed out and when they're told to add page numbers to it they don't see the point um, I assure you, if you've seen a Braille book without page numbers, you will never, ever, ever ask the point of page numbers again, because <laughs> you'll wonder, you know, that it, it's, it's not nice not to have page numbers, but people don't realise this unless they've had access to page numbers. There are similar arguments to be made about <coughs> independent judgment. Um, how many people uh, would pronounce Wales, the Welsh, you know, the Welsh word for Wales, as Symru? because their speech says Saimru um, instead of Cymru and there, were lot, there are lots of other words like this where Cymru. actually sorry? Cymraig Cymraig, yeah okay so yeah, so, so people listen to what their speech synthesizers say and don't doubt it uh, because, yeah. because yeah. They, haven't, they haven't read it where if, you, if, if I read the word Cymru in Braille I would stop because the word would be very unfamiliar and I would question how to pronounce it. Um, that wouldn't happen if I was reading it with speech. No. Um, I've got lots of other things down here. Efficiency of review. I'm thinking particularly of equations. Um, and I've got a big long equation here which I'm not even going to read. But um, if you're trying to deal with algebra and things like this, trying to deal with that in speech can be very difficult because, because you can read by character and you can read by word but you can't read very easily up and down a column um, you, you can't take in quick enough the information that the speech is telling you or at least a lot of people can't you know, I've got W equals brackets 12 brackets S1 plus S2 close brackets divided by 52 close brackets plus and so on and so on and so on but how on earth can I possibly <coughs> just listen to that once and get the information out it's it's, it's very difficult as for as for younger people using technology I mean it's it's a funny one because we always talk about the tech versus braille debate and I think there's some truth in that but there doesn't need to be any truth in it because 
brain and technology can complement each other very well. And I've got a demonstration that I'll run in a bit about sending text messages in Braille. Um, but with the advent of things like Braille displays. Um, anyone come across the Orbit Reader? Okay, very cheap uh, £400 Braille display, 20 cells. Um, but I mean, for things like restaurant menus, the blind person could go on the, on the internet and find the, the restaurant menu on the internet and load it into an Orbit Reader so they'd be able to read it in Braille and therefore they wouldn't have to worry about, say, the, uh, the noise of the restaurant trying to use speech in a noisy environment. But, uh, but it's, it's in Braille and it's technology and it's relevant and it's modern and it's, it's cool and trendy and any number of other adjectives you can, you can give. I've had so many people say, oh, Braille's not cool, sir. Uh, well, Braille is very cool when you have a power cut because you can read and nobody else can read. <laughs> Was it somebody that said about functional Braille? Yeah. So even for older people who might genuinely find listening easier, I mean, it, it is easier, let's be honest, it's, and it's also a lot more efficient. You can wash the dishes and listen to a book at the same time. You can't wash the dishes and read a book at the same time. But you can't really listen to signage. So in a lift, to be able to read the Braille numbers in the lift is, is, is well, I mean, I wouldn't know what button I was pressing if I couldn't read the Braille numbers on the lift. And some hotels now will have Braille numbers on the room doors. Uh, and you know, even if all you can read are the letters of the alphabet and numbers, you'd be able to have access to all that. And you know, I, I label food up in the freezer and stuff like that, so I know what I'm, I know what I'm getting at. So in my in my team at, at Exor Grange, where I work. We get lots of opposition to Braille. Um, we get, you know, we get people who say, "Well, they can read large print, so they don't need to learn Braille." Or, "Oh, well, they've they've gone blind later on. You know, they might be 14, 15. So actually, the important thing is to just get them through their exams, and we haven't got time to to teach them Braille. Uh, and it, it comes back to this thing of of Braille being difficult to learn, and lots of people. Um, Likes just being pointed out, will cite UEB and they'll say, oh, well, they, they keep changing Braille all the time. Um, UEB has just made it really difficult for people to learn. You know, why, why, should, we, why should we teach it? Because technology is actually much easier to teach. Um, so, A, it's not. Um, <laughs> technology is only easy to teach insofar as you can get instantaneous results from technology. If you press the up arrow key, it will read the previous line. If you press the down arrow key, it will read the next line. And so people who are taught technology are taught those skills, but not much else. And so actually, eventually, they have to have remedial training to sort that out. But also, print changes. Um, people over time have had to come to terms with the fact that there is now an at sign in print, and there are now hashtags in print, and we have to learn how to write website addresses in print, and all of this. So actually... The only difference between something like UEB and print would be that print adjusted gradually where Braille sort of adjusted all in one go. And that, that therefore may, yeah, there is a temporary blip where of course there's lots of adjustment that needs to be made. But Absolutely. cognitively, it's not actually any different than saying to somebody, well, this is how to write an at sign in print and I know you've never seen it before, but there's now this thing called computers. and. Um, and you know, you, yeah, you just need. To, it's it's no worse. Even if you are coming to it later on in life, it's no worse than saying, well, how to learn music or how to learn a foreign language. Um, the the cognitive skills that are required are not actually that much different. I think one of the, if I may chip in here, and I hope I'm not stealing your thunder, but I think one of the, the most important things to bear in mind, which unfortunately. If just give an example of the school education system failing, is that if you look at employment statistics of people, employed people <coughs> employed, or you know, you'll find that 80% of those who are employed use Braille. So your chances of getting a job if you're using Braille are much higher than if not using Braille. And that's something that I know we as a you know commercial company have difficulty getting teachers to understand the, where the importance comes in 
you're supposed to be teaching kids to have, you know, be independent later on in their life, mm. and this is a means to help. Yeah. Actually, if you have somebody, I always come back to this, you know, who should, who should learn Braille? And people, one of the arguments I quite often hear is, oh, well, they've got enough sight at the moment. They don't, they don't need to learn Braille because they can cope with large print. And um, that may be true, in fact, when they're five or six or maybe even when they're 15 or 16. <coughs> if, you, you know, if there's a reasonable certainty that this person's going to lose their sight at some point or that they might need to use Braille as a secondary reading medium because their eyes get tired, um, yes, uh, it's a bit of a postcode lottery. And if you can teach it to them as a child, um, then it will set them up in, in very, very good stead for for the future when they actually need it because they already know it by then and they haven't got to deal with adult rehabilitation they haven't got to deal with taking time out of work to learn it or or not being able to get a job because they don't know it and that it's absolutely true about the employment statistics because of i don't think it's actually because they can read braille i think it's because of what braille does and because of what braille gives to people for many listeners to Brailcast, the idea of Braille technology is probably not a new one. We all know about Braille displays and note takers, such as the Braille Note Touch and the Braille Sense Polaris. Many listeners will also probably know that blind people can use an iPhone off the shelf with a little program that Apple includes called VoiceOver. What's perhaps less well-known is a voiceover feature called Braille Screen Input. The idea behind Braille Screen Input is that when you're in Braille Screen Input mode, you're generally in a text field, as in writing a message or entering an email address or filling out a form on the internet. And normally there's a keyboard at the bottom of the screen. When you go into Braille Screen Input mode, this keyboard is replaced by a Braille keyboard, and hence you're able to use all six fingers, like on a Perkins uh, Brailler, in order to type in Braille. You might wonder why you'd want to do this, and it rather depends on how good your Braille is. But in some cases it can be significantly faster than touch typing on the touchscreen because you sort of can braille by muscle memory a lot more accurately than you can touch type with one finger by muscle memory. Another reason might be privacy. Dictation is absolutely brilliant. You can use Siri or equivalent to send a message on an iPhone. The problem is that if you're on a packed train and you're dictating a message that is a little bit private, you probably don't want the packed train to hear it. It might be a bit laborious to type the message out on uh, the phone keypad, but it isn't quite so laborious to use Braille screen input if your Braille is good enough. Of course, you could use a Bluetooth keyboard. Braille screen input is not the only way of achieving high speeds on a touchscreen, but, well, it might not be convenient to carry around a Bluetooth keyboard. So with that preamble out of the way, I'd like to actually demonstrate how Braille Screen Input works. To start off with, I'm going to show you how to enable it. This is not particularly intuitive, or at least it's not intuitive at first. Once you know about it, it's fairly straightforward, but you do need to know about it. It's in the voiceover rotor, and so the first thing I'm going to do is use Siri to open voiceover settings. Open VoiceOver Settings. Settings. Accessibility. Back button. And I'm just going to flick right until I get down to rotor. VoiceOver. Heading. VoiceOver. On. VoiceOver speaks. Tap once to select. Double tap to swipe three fingers. To go home. To use the app. To use cont- To use note. VoiceOver prac. Speaking rate. Speaking rate. Speech. Verbosa. Braille. Audio. Commands. Activity. Rotor. Button. And double tap. Selected. Characters. Okay. Actions available. I should just say before I go any further, I'm using VoiceOver at hopefully a comfortable speech rate for people. I'm using Kate Compact for those who are interested. I have VoiceOver hints turned off. I'm also using an iPhone XS, which doesn't have a home button on iOS 
13. You might find that if you're on an iPhone 8 or below, which does have a home button, you might find that the voiceover setting screen looks a little bit different and perhaps a little bit less cluttered, and it might be slightly different if you're using an earlier version of iOS. But uh, you want to get to Rota, which is now where we are. And there's rather a lot of things in this Rota list, but Braille screen input is one of them, and I'm just going to keep flicking right until I get to it. Reorder selected. Words. Re-selected. Lines. Re-text selection. Re-selected. Speaking rate. Re-volume. Re-audio ducking. Re-punctuation. Re-sounds. Re-hints. Re-selected. Language. Re-selected. Braille table. Reorder braille table. Button. Draggable. Actions available. I'm just stopping on this one. Um, This is not what we want, but this is something that we will come back to a bit later on. So it's worth having it selected but it's not what we're looking for at the moment. Activities. Re-selected. Braille screen input. It is Braille screen input that we want. And in my case, Braille screen input is already turned on. If it's not already turned on, if it doesn't say selected, you'll need to double tap on it in order to select it. You might also find that it's in a different place uh, in this rotor dialogue. Um, But... It will be somewhere in that list if you just keep going until you find Braille screen input and then double tap on it if it doesn't say selected so that it does say selected. Now that I've done that, I'm going to two-finger scrub to go back. Rotor button. And I'm just going to flick left until I get to Braille because there's a few settings that you might want to adjust before you start to use Braille screen input. Activities, commands, audio, Braille, Apex, Zero, zero, okay, one, and that's one. paired to my Braille display, but that's irrelevant at the moment. Let's double tap. Output. Contracted. Button. And the first option that we have is output, which we don't need to worry about at this point because this has to do with a Braille display. Input. Contracted. Button. Braille screen input. Contracted. Button. Okay. So input contracted has also to do with braille display if you're pairing a braille display that has a keyboard braille screen input is where we want and it's currently set to contracted if we double tap on here uncontracted six dot braille you'll see we've got uncontracted six dot braille selected contracted braille contracted braille reverse dot positions off in six dot and eight dot braille the positions of dots one and three and dots four and six will be swapped so that means for example at the moment it's looking like a perkins keyboard and um, with dots one and four closest to the center and dots three and six furthest away. If we were to flip the dot positions around, it'd be the other way around. So dots three and six would be close to the middle and dots one and four would be furthest away. We'll talk more about that later on. And that's all that we have in that uh, dialog box. So I will leave it set to grade two uh, contracted for now, but it's just worth knowing that those options are there. If you're on an iPad, 8.braille exists. If you're on an iPhone, 8.braille does not exist. Let's Braille screen input, contracted. And let's see if there's any more settings in here that we need to worry about. Braille tables, one, button. Okay, we do need to worry about this. Um, Let's double tap on here and see what options we have. English Unified System button. Okay. So we have English Unified. Add Braille table button. And we can add a Braille table. This allows us to change, for example, between UEB and SEB. So let's do that. Add Braille table Let's add button. a Braille table. Cancel button. Add Braille table. English button. Afrikaans. Albanian button. Okay, and I've got lots of different languages. Let's choose Afri- English. English button. System heading. I'm just swiping left and right at this point. English UK, English US, English Unified, Liblois, Heading, English Canada, English UK, English US, English Unified. So you'll see we've got the Liblui tables and we have the system tables. I'm not quite sure what the difference is between the system tables and the Liblui tables, but let's add the English UK system table. So let's uh, just put a finger where the back button is at the top left-hand corner of the screen. And braille table. And Back swipe button. right. English. System. English UK. Okay, let's add that. Braille. Back button. So now if we explore the screen. Braille tables. Heading. Edit. But English Unified. System. Button. English UK. System. Actions available. And if I swipe down. Delete. I can delete that. Activate. Or default. activate it. Um, you'll notice that English Unified is a button. English Unified. System. Button. We can press it. We can double tap on it. 
System. Heading. English UK. Dimmed. English US. Selected. English Unified. This allows us to, I guess, set the default uh, Braille table. So I will leave that for now at English Unified, but you can come in and have a play with that if you like. Let's English Unified System. English UK System. Add Braille table. Button. And let's uh, do finger scrub again. Output. Contracted. Button. And we're now back in the Braille settings group. I would have a swipe around, except that all the other settings in here relate to Braille displays and we don't really need to worry about it. So Braille screen input is all set up. This is fine and dandy. I'll just go home by swiping a finger up from the bottom or pressing the home button. And I'm going to go into my messages app. Doc. Messages. And double tap. Messages. Richard. No worries at all, man. Have fun. Okay, so I'm now in my messages list, and uh, as luck would have it, I have a message from Richard. Richard is a friend of mine, and he won't mind if I mess about with Braille screen input and accidentally send him some text messages. So let's double tap on that message thread. Richard, no worries at all, man. Have fun. Okay, and it's on the last message that he sent me, so let's swipe right to the text field. Send with Siri. Camera. Ads. Message. I message. Text field. And double tap. Message. Text field. Is editing. I message. Insertion point at start. Okay. If I use the voiceover rotor gesture, hopefully you know about the, ro- the voiceover rotor gesture. Basically, you put um, two fingers on the screen and then you move one finger up and one finger down. So basically as though you're, you're twisting a knob. So let's do that um, and see what options we have. Words. Speaking rate. Language. Braille table. Okay, so Braille table is this option that I said that it was worth having on and we could come back to it. In the Braille table settings that we looked at a few minutes ago, if there's only one Braille table in that list, then you don't need to worry about this. Braille table will never appear in the rotor. But there are two now in my case. If I swipe down... English UK. And again. English Unified. Default. And again. English UK. And again. English so Unified. So you can see it's, it's wrapping around. I could have swiped up as well if I wanted to. Um, it's showing that English Unified is the default. I like English Unified, but if I wanted to type in SEB, um, I could do that. So that's that. If I wrote it around once again. Braille screen input. Orientation locked. Landscape. Tabletop mode. Contracted. Okay, so we'll talk about more of that in just a second. But you'll notice now we are well and truly in Braille screen input mode. So I'm going to type hello, this is a test, and see what happens. Hello, this is a test. And then if I swipe up with three fingers... Send message. The message has sent without me needing to come out of Braille screen input mode. Obviously did that in grade two. I know Braille very well, and so... um, it was fairly easy to to do that. Obviously, if you don't know Braille quite so well, it won't be quite so fast. The other thing that might happen is that the dots might not work. Let's let's put my finger somewhere different on the screen and try and uh, make it not work. Let's see. D carrot F place at most three fingers on each side. This A Edgar. Okay, so as you can hear, that's not working quite so well. You may have experiences like this when you first start using Braille screen input. I'm going to introduce you to another gesture now, which is to swipe left with one finger. Space. H. W. C. C. D. That is uh, moving back by one character and deleting it. So that's essentially doing a backspace. Similarly, if I swipe forward with one finger, swipe right with one finger. E. You can't actually hear it doing anything, but if we swipe left... Space, 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 space. You'll notice it's put a load of spaces in. So swiping right is to put a space in. Swiping left with two fingers... E, A, this, FFJ, D carrot. Is the delete a whole word. And swiping right with two fingers... Again, you can't really hear what it's doing at the moment, but if we were to backspace it out... New line, new line, new line. You'll hear what it's doing. It's putting new lines in. So that's that. If Braille screen input is not doing what you want it to do, 
I would suggest that you put the right f- uh, fingers down on the screen first, very quickly release them, and then put the left fingers down on the screen. Dot positions calibrated. And you'll hear it says dot positions calibrated, and then you can carry on. And in between each word, swipe right for a space. This is another test. And swipe up. Send message. This is another test message, is what I've written there. Isn't that cool? Now, you might notice that voiceover is not really announcing very much at this point, and we can change this. Let's rotor out of Braille screen input. Let's rotor left. Portrait. And let's use uh, Siri again. Open voiceover settings. Settings. Message. Settings. Accessibility. Okay, very cool. Let's go down to keyboard. Voiceover. 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 Tap once. Double tap. Swipe three to go to 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 voice. Speak. 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 Verbos. Braille. Audio. Commands. Active. Rotor. Rotor. App. Typing. Button. Or typing. I think typing is what I want. Sorry about that. Let's double tap. Typing style. Touch typing. Button. Okay, and swipe right. Phonetic feedback. Character and phonetic typing feedback. Button. That's what we want. So let's double tap on that. Software keyboards. Heading. Okay. Nothing. Characters. Selected. Characters and words. Hardware keyboards. Heading. Selected. Characters. Words. Characters and words. Braille screen input. Heading. And here we are. Here is what controls what Braille screen input will speak. Nothing. Characters. Selected. Words. Characters and words. I quite like it to say words. I haven't quite got um, the confidence to put it onto nothing, just in case my dots aren't calibrated. So I quite like it on words. But let's double tap on characters and words. Selected. Characters and words. And now I'm going to do a four-finger swipe right to get back into messages. Delete. Messages. Message. Text feel. Yeah, forefinger swipe right and forefinger swipe left are a bit like Alt-Tab and Alt-Shift-Tab in Windows, if you know about that. So let's now rotor back to Braille screen input. Words, speaking, language, Braille tape, Braille screen input, orientation locked, landscape. Okay, and there we go already. I tried to shut voiceover up and type to letter. Let's backspace that out. That's one, two. But you'll hear already that it is now reading a lot more. Let's type... um, Dot six. I. A. M. I. M. R. E. C. O. R. D. I. N. G. Recording. F. O. R. Four. Dot B. R. L. C. A. S. T. Full stop. Braille cat. Dot six. Dub. A. T. What. D. Do. Y. U. T. H. I. N. K. Question mark. Send message. Remember that I'm sending messages by swiping up with three fingers. You'll notice that I brailled a lot slower. That's partly because I was trying to show that it was speaking and partly because actually I do find that the more voiceover speaks, the slower I want to braille, which is uh, part of the reason why I have it set to words. You'll also notice that I didn't use the for sign. This is one of the peculiarities of braille screen input, which I've never quite got the hang of. If I try and do a for sign... TH... It's a sort of dots three four five six. Really doesn't work. I, I promise you. O F I V am dots three four five really six. Really trying. O F. But it does four, five, not six. like it. It really, really does not like dot, it. Dot, dot, Let's delete dot, all dot, this dot, 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 one, four, five, that six. I put in. Sometimes you can kind of get away with it by uh, very quickly pressing dots one, two, and three, and then pressing dots four, five, and six. F O F. That's done it. Um. So four, four t- the L dots four five six. But then that time it didn't work. So it's it's you have to it's it's really not dots four um, five dots one really two three. It's really not very consistent. You, you probably could get the hang of it if you did it for long enough. But actually, by the time you've messed about by pressing all of these random uh, things, you might just as well type F O R, which is what I tend to do. Now I have to say. I am aware that a lot of our listeners probably don't want to be writing in grade two. Some do, but some don't. So the the question probably is, how on earth do we get rid of grade two and put it into grade one? You can do it in settings, as I talked about, but there is a shortcut to do this. I can either swipe left. Six dot. Contracted. With three fingers. Or swipe right with three fingers. Six dot. 
contracted. It doesn't really matter which way I do it, either left or right, but it will, as long as it's with three fingers and as long as it's not up or down, especially up, because that will send the message. Uh, by the way, the phone's in landscape while I do this. Um, uh, it's really quite important that the phone is in landscape. It only works if the phone is in landscape. Um, and at the moment, my home button is to the left, but we'll talk more about that later on. But if I swipe right then with three fingers... Six dot. And now try and type contractions, all sorts of very strange things will happen. Dot six. T D. Space. T D. Dot I. Space. Cap W. T. Space. W T. T O. Space. Two. Integral. Space. Dots one four six. O. P. S. Space. Arts. Dots one space B space B dot for S space S G R A P E S full stop space. Okay, so I tried to write. Today I went to the shops and bought some grapes. I actually have no idea how this came out, and the only way that I can really uh, test to see how this came out is actually to rotor out of Braille screen input portrait and swipe right once and then swipe left once. Send message. Text field is editing. TDIWT to integral ops BS grapes. Okay. Insertion point at end. I mean, there are other ways of doing that. I am now in the message. I could indeed use um, words. Words, and I could swipe up and down. Grapes full S B ops. Met two two. Mess integral integral. And I'd love to know ops. You know, B, there's all grapes, sorts of stuff going on here. Um, Characters re- react send message space. But yeah, um, that there really is not a very easy way of reviewing the content of Braille screen input without coming out of Braille screen input. It's a mess though Delete. because Space. I'm in six dot mode. You might find I'm just double tapping and holding to get rid of all of this nonsense that I put in, and then I'll rotor background to Braille screen input. Words, speak language, Braille table, Braille screen input, orientation locked, landscape, tabletop mode, six dot. You might find that it's easier to get started in uncontracted mode um, and then switch to contracted mode later on. Some people find this, some people don't. For now, I'm going to put contractions back on. Contracted. It, there is really no harm in having contractions on. Um, if you want to get access to things like the integral sign, you can uh, put the letter sign in front of them. So the integral sign actually is a T-H-E sign. So if I put uh, dots 5-6 and the T-H sign... Okay, it said it in a funny language. I don't know why. Space. Integral. But it did put the integral sign in, and there are various things you can do. This leads me on to saying that anything that is possible in UEB within reason is possible in Braille screen input. So this means I can do very clever things like number sign. Dots three, four, five, six, two, dot five, times, dots three, four, two. 2 times 2, dot 5, gg, equals, dots 3, 4, 5, 6, 4, full stop, 4. 2 times 2 equals 4. I'm going to, um, at this point, turn my keyboard echo back off because I'm finding it terribly distracted. So um, I will rotate out of Braille screen input Portrait. and then four-finger swipe left to get back to settings. Settings, typing, back button, and selected. Characters and words. I've just touched the bottom of the screen. I'll just swipe left now. Words. And double Selected. tap to bring words. that back to words. And go forward. Return. But Messages. I can Message. do all Text. sorts of things here. I wrote a background. Word. Line. Speak. Lang. Braille table. Braille screen input. Orientation locked. Landscape. Tabletop mode. Thank Contracted. Four times four equals 16. 42. Now, powers don't seem to work, um, and there are various things like that that don't work, but in the meantime, all sorts of things uh, do work. So I've now got 42. Um, Is the answer to life, the universe, and everything smiley? How did I do a smiley? Well, we're in UEB, so a colon followed by... A right parenthesis. This is not an emoji smiley, of course. This is just um, a colon right parenthesis smiley. But nonetheless, it's quite cool. I can write uh, computer code if I want to. I can write um, if, if dot 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 ellipsis left curly bracket left curly bracket 
dot 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 ellipsis something something dot dot ellipsis right brace right curly bracket and all of these symbols which you would actually really struggle to find on a conventional uh, touchscreen keyboard you can do with braille screen input because of course this is not just limited to messages you could be using uh, pages to do this or you could be using any number of notes uh, apps to do it um, there's all sorts I can type web addresses in here I can type www.rnib.org.uk uh, okay I made a mistake there um, but but still it worked um, I can type uh, news at brailcast.com news at brailcast.com I don't think that worked let's let's try it again news at b-r-a-i-l-l-e cast.com news at brailcast.com yes that's better so you do need to be careful um, about things like that cropping up from time to time but in the main this is really quite significant I'll just go and delete all of this nonsense that I've put in this text message my two finger swiping Okay, and we are now all deleted and back to square one. I want to talk about when we first move into Braille Screen Input and it says um, orientation locked contracted um, tabletop mode. Let's swipe down with three fingers. Orientation unlocked. You'll notice it said orientation unlocked. This is a dangerous position for your screen to be in, but it is the position that the screen is in by default for the time being braille screen input is still working let's test it out braille braille screen screen input input is, is still, still working. working and at the moment it's in tabletop mode because uh, it told us that it was this means that as i said before it's working like a perkins uh, keyboard and you can basically use this whatever i'm using this on my lap at the moment but if i'm standing at a bus stop sometimes i'll have the phone balanced on uh two thumbs so that the two thumbs will be at the bottom with the phone sort of balanced on the thumbs and then the finger on top and I can um isn't isn't it, it? great exclamation mark and so I can do it that way some people find it quite difficult to do it this way particularly if they're used to things like the stains be so let's flip the screen at the moment the screen's sort of pointing towards the ceiling let's point it towards um well let's point the back of the phone uh, uh, towards me, so the screen is pointing in the same direction as my face. Landscape, screen away mode. Okay. Screen away mode. This is a bit like the Stainsby Barela now. So, I, instead of having dots one, two, three um, going from the middle out to the left and four, five, six from the middle going out to the right, um, <clears throat> I now have um what effectively is a braille cell so um dots dot one is still on the index finger of my left hand dot two is still on the middle finger of my left hand and dot three is still on the um the the fourth finger of my left hand and the same for the right um but the fingers are now sort of pointing uh down from top to bottom so let's uh, do 456123 dot positions calibrated and now I'm going to try and type so dot 6 I'm going to use the same fingers as I would have done on a Perkins keyboard um, this is a test I am nowhere near as quick in this mode so I'm using the same fingers but they are pointing downwards rather than outwards kind of similar to how a Stainsby Brailler might work. And um, this is really where reversing the dot positions uh, comes into its own, because some people would actually want it to work the other way around, where dot one was on the um, the fourth finger and dot three was on the index finger. Uh, let's carry on. Of, of Braille. Braille. Screen. Screen. Input. Hope. You like 
it. If you can get used to this mode, you might find it's more useful uh, when you are working at bus stops because you haven't got to balance your phone um, on your thumbs. Uh, it's probably a bit more secure. Um, you can sort of rest it against your chest and do stuff. I just find that it's not a very clever mode to work with. So let's let's swipe this out. It like you hope input script braille of te is this great. It isn't worst it is in script braille. Okay. And if I swipe down with three fingers now... Send message. Oh, well, that, that wasn't supposed to happen because um, I swiped up. Let's, uh, swiping down, um, hands up has reversed. So swiping up is literally swiping up towards the ceiling. Swiping down is literally swiping down towards the floor. Orientation locked. So now orientation is locked. And that means I can put my phone back on my lap and um, still type in this incredibly queer way of typing as far as I'm concerned anyway. This is a test. Test A is this. I mean, that's grossly uncomfortable, but you might find that you like it. Let's unlock this orientation. Orientation unlocked. Tabletop screen away mode. Tabletop mode. And it's mode. in tabletop mode. And let's uh, relock the orientation. Send message. No, it's still... Interestingly, that's... Huh. Apostrophe. Spe- now, apostrophe. this is interesting. My home button is now the wrong way round. Um, it was previously with the home button to the left. It's now swapped into the home button to the right. This is what I mean by orientation being um, a, a particularly interesting thing to do. Let's just... Um, Swing this around a bit. Let's see if I can fix this, because um, this is actually really quite frustrating now. Space. Portrait. Braille screen input. Landscape. Tabletop mode. Contracted. Space. Okay, so thankfully, by rotoring away from Braille screen input and then rotoring back to it, that has sorted the problem out, and I will, before I get into any more trouble, orientation swipe down with three fingers to lock the orientation. So that really is about all there is to it for Braille Screen Input. That was quite a comprehensive demonstration and a much more comprehensive demonstration than I gave in the seminar. But I hope people have found it useful. Uh, a quick reminder of the shortcut keys that you, or, or shortcut gestures, if you like, that you need to know about. Dots 456 followed immediately by dots 123 will calibrate the screen so it's ready for you to braille then braille with six dots swiping right with one finger will insert a space swiping left with one finger will backspace swiping right with two fingers will add a new line and swiping left with two fingers will delete the whole word that preceded Swiping right or left with three fingers will switch between six dot or contracted mode or eight dot and contracted mode if you're on an iPad and you have eight dot mode turned on. Swiping up with three fingers will send the message. Swiping down with three fingers will lock and unlock orientation. And when orientation is unlocked, you can switch between tabletop mode, which is when it acts like a Perkins, and screen away mode, which is when it acts like a Stainsby. So I'll now uh, rotor out. Portrait. I will just show while I'm here, just as one final thing, is this Braille table. So at the moment, um, I'm in the English UEB table. I'll just, uh, I'm now on Braille table, so I'll swipe down. English UK. English UK, and then swipe right. Braille screen input. And Orientation locked. Landscape. What I'm going to do. Tabletop mode. Contracted. Is I'm going to use uh, and the of the and um, ran together like you used to be able to do and the two sign and and things like that. So um, let's try this um, to the to the people people of the of the nations nations of the of the world world. You you really really need need to think to think about. And and so it goes on, and so it goes on. But you'll notice that I'm able to use signs like the two sign and the alley sign and the Asian sign, uh, and I'm able to run and therefore the with the um, together. Let's rotor left. Portrait. And I'm back on Braille table. Let's swipe down English to unified, English unified, default. and then rotor right. Braille screen input. Orientation locked. Landscape, okay, and mode, I'm going to try contracted. and type the same sentence and see what it makes of it now that I'm not allowed to use the two sign anymore. 
Exclamation point there. Okay, that didn't work so well, did it? People. Off. And ends. Off. World. You. Need. Exclamation point think. About. Okay, so it clearly doesn't work. There are pros and cons of using um, SEB versus UEB. In day-to-day, you might actually like to use the British table or the the pre-UEB table at least, because it will allow you to use things like the two sign, and that might speed you up a bit. However, when you're writing website addresses, let's show the the flip side of that. Let's type www.braylists.org. www.braylists.org. That worked perfectly in UEB. But if I swipe left, and then swipe down, and then swipe right again, Braille screen input, orientation so I'm now in the UK table, table and I type contracted. www.braillists.org. I made a mistake, sorry about that. www.braillists.org. Okay, for some reason the .org worked, but the, uh, but the, the www didn't and oh that's probably because i made a mistake actually let's let's type that again without making a mistake braylists.org www.braylists.org okay .org still worked but anyway the point is that the www. didn't and if we did uh, something like http colon slash slash live dot braillecast.com httpcc slash slash liveedbrailcast.com You'll notice that really didn't work. That would have worked perfectly in UEB. So there are swings and roundabouts. Um, isn't it wonderful that we are able to have Braille tables in the rotor so that um, if you want to be able to switch between the two, you can. That really is all that I have to demonstrate. So I really do hope that that has been a useful demonstration. It's also all we've got time for on this edition of Brailcast. But thank you so much for listening. If you've got questions about Braille screen input or questions about why Braille or you want to suggest a topic for future inclusion on Brailcast, please do not hesitate to get in touch. The email address to do that is news at brailcast.com. With that said, it only remains for me to say thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye for now.